I believe that in your career, if you want to like stay on top of your game, you need to continually push yourself and take courses regularly. Before we get started with the show, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Global Training Center. As trade compliance professionals, you want to make sure that your procedures and documentation are completed as correctly as possible to avoid any delays and possible fines. We provide a range of trade compliance courses that will fit your needs. From in-person or web training to recorded on-demand courses, we can train one or even thousands on your team through your learning platform or on our portal. We can even customize a private session for your team. Go to globaltrainingcenter.com to find out more. All right. Lala, we're back for another uh, show today with Simply Trade. And if for those that are our listeners, um, I hope you're staying warm. We have, uh, we're recording this in, uh, in the February timeframe and whenever it gets published. But uh, uh, all of us have been uh, suffering from a lot of cold. There's been a cold blast that has come down out of Canada and uh, mixed with some southern uh, humidity so it's like uh, either you know here in the memphis area it's uh, I've, i'm looking out the door or, or the window excuse me and the uh there's ice on our trees and literally there are trees that are hanging over because of so much ice so um you know i'd rather shovel it than see this ice situation here but anyway lalo i don't know about how how are things down in el paso buddy you staying warm? Uh, uh, I don't, yeah, I feel I feel bad, but it's actually sixty degrees and <laughs> and sunny and a little bit you of wind. Dog. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. That, that's a heat wave, buddy. Yeah, uh, for you all. Yeah, for us, it's freezing. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Well, yeah, I will say the thing. Well, it's like out of that, it's uh, you know everybody's had their challenges where they're having to if you will, work from home, I'm sure on a lot of it, that's what's happened in the Memphis area for the last couple of days here. Um, and then it's really severely disrupted the supply chain on several different modes from trucking to uh, uh, air cargo and air express. And, uh, and, you know, I don't know about the East Coast uh, yet, but I know they're going to be getting hit. So, um, yeah, it's not, one of those not, things not a fun that, time. Uh... No, it isn't. And I, I think that may actually be a good way to introduce the show only because so for a couple of years, a lot of us had to work from home. I mean, for sure, the first year after when the pandemic first started, we all yeah. were asked to shelter in place, you know, and work from home and all that. And so, you know, the streets were were all empty, almost any given city. And um, so we all got back to the office. I know we did. Uh, a lot of people started getting back into the office. And um, so this remote thing, I think, to me, might be a good way to introduce the show, only because we're going to want to talk about educating, education, um, having resources, having uh, things at your disposal to be able to do your job better. And, uh, and um, so Benita, so that's going to be our guest today. I'm sorry, I kind of... Uh, preempted that. But uh, Benita Lee, um, she's coming on our show. She's going to talk to us. Uh, she's obviously been, and uh, for those that may know her and I, we'll, we'll, we'll introduce her here in a little bit and we'll talk to her a little bit about her background. But um, she's 
been involved in a lot of different like organizations or, or in, in initiatives to, to have people advance their career per se. Right. Andy, I guess that that's probably the, the best way to say it, but um, she works with Kelly in in, uh, in mentoring people as well. And so it's all about career and, and, and education. So um, that's more or less the theme of this show. And, and again, I just kind of wanted to say, I guess this cold weather, people working remotely, you, you kind of need to depend that your employees know what they're doing, you know, and, and, uh, and um, be able to communicate better because you're not in the same office and, and be able to get, continue to ship products. <laughs> well, this is one where if you've got some downtime, I mean, how often does an individual uh, get some, uh, you know, yes, you're working from home or whatever the case may be. And you may have a little bit of quiet time with that is a great opportunity to, you know, just take a pad and just have it and just don't have an agenda as far as trying to, you know, uh, look at this, what just start jotting down ideas. And one of the things that comes into play is, especially if you are in any uh, form of leadership, how uh, sharp is your staff? How knowledgeable are they? What can you do to make them more proficient in whatever areas? And what areas should that be? I mean, as you start going through that. So I will say Benita is going to be one that uh, I've always had the pleasure of uh, getting to see her at some of the conferences and and whatnot. So Benita, I, I tell you, thank you for joining our show. You are, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. You and I have not gotten to actually talk together in quite some time. Um, but I, it's always a great pleasure just to even get to see you and, and talk to you here. Welcome oh, to our show. Thank you. It's my pleasure and my honor, of course. Ah. <laughs> so from that perspective, you've kind of, we've, we've kind of teed it up for you. Um, from your perspective, when you come in and, and well, first off, tell, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit of it. Why don't you tell everybody what you're doing? Cause you have been down in the States and, uh, and I saw where, you know, obviously we're talking there and, and last year you uh, moved back up into uh, Canada in a beautiful part of Canada, uh, by the way. So uh, won't you tell folks what you're up to nowadays? That's right. Um, I come from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, home of the Canadian Rockies. We're the ones that <laughs> threw you that cold weather, apparently, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like, hey, you know what? You can take it back. <laughs> um, so, you know, my education has been the first the first decade of my education was really supply chain, like a lot of us. And then the next 15 years were spent on trade compliance, um, specifically first import into Canada and then export into the US. Um, a lot of that is because a lot of multinational companies in Canada have entities in the US. And I've worked for companies mm -hmm. that have, you know, 20% imports into Canada, and then 80% exports into the US. So it's, right. it's been a very um, important to continuously learn and 
find those tools and resources and mentors that can really guide your career development in those ways because it's a huge huge industry right um i may Mm -hmm. know free trade agreement programs better than anyone else because i've been in a nafta audit but then there's other people that would know Incoterms 10,000 times better than me because they're the ones that are, you know, inside the system selecting which Incoterm to use on which contract. Right. Well, your, your experience and knowledge, um, I, I'm going to look forward to here as we kind of tap that a little bit. I will say, one of the things in general, especially when I, I've worked, uh, you know, I was up in Canada for five years up in the Toronto area. And uh, and I had from Windsor all the way up to uh, Ottawa. And then, uh, and then we reorged and put the Ottawa group into their eastern region. And then I had Central and had a counterpart in the West. That said, <clears throat> is... Uh, I, in general, in talking with Canadian business people, um, I find that Canadians as a whole, business-wise, are a bit more knowledgeable in cross-border requirements, both as far as export of Canada and import in the U.S., versus uh, U.S. business people. Because to your point, a Canadian business, yeah, 20% Canadian domestic 80% international with a bulk of that going to the U.S. Versus in the U.S., the U.S. market and the economy, let me rephrase it, the U.S. economy is so vast that there's a lot of U.S. companies that would have, let's say, it may be as much as 90, 95% domestic and only like 10 or 5, uh, 5 to 10% international. So as such, the people are not as quite as knowledgeable on some of the requirements. And therefore, you know, we have what we have. But uh, anyway. That makes a so lot I, of sense because I had always wondered why, you know, my American counterparts were split up into import teams and export teams. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really thought about that except that it's a bigger population and they want more, more specificity, I guess. But... Yeah, that's the real, the DNA makeup of a Canadian is that they're largely based in these firms that have a lot of export going into the U.S. Like as, and as though you were an entity, like a non-resident entity in the U.S. importing, Mm -hmm. but that's not the case in the U.S. Hey everyone, we're getting ready for another annual ICPA event coming up the week of March 12th in Orlando, Florida. If you have been thinking of attending any of the ICPA conferences, this is the one you should not miss. There will be more sessions than any other conference with a guaranteed sellout, so hurry and get your tickets today. We are also excited to share that Simply Trade podcast will be in the attendance and we want you to be part of our show. Listen to episodes 14, 15, and 16 to find out why you can't miss this conference. Well, and again, the scenario, too, is that if you look at it across the board, Canadian businesses, their frontline staff are going to be trained, if you will. Here's what you got to have for the paperwork here and there, whatever, because most of them 
are going to touch some kind of an international transaction. On the U.S. side, if you look at it, there, yeah, there may be an import department, but that's all they're dealing with for the entire, you know, uh, company. So you have one department. So they concentrate the resources into one area in a sense, or even if it's matrix, but it's, there it is. So it makes sense because the span of control, whatever, and the number of transactions, now you've, you developed some proficiency in an area. That said, here's a question for you though. <clears throat> From your perspective, when you go in and, and if you uh, try and help somebody, you know, uh, in the U.S. in particular here, um, build some kind of a efficient and proficient uh, department, what would you recommend to somebody as far as if they're leading an effort and they've, they're building a team or have a team that's already built, either one? What would you recommend as far as from your perspective on what you've seen, you know, what should they do? What, where should they go with this kind of stuff to, to get them up and running? I think the number one thing is um, make sure you have connections with, you know, people outside of your trade compliance team. Like if your supply chain, make sure you have finance connections, you have tax connections, you have law, law lawyer connections and, risk connections and maybe even insurance, right? Because all of those departments are really going to help you form your customs department. Um, if there's nothing been done, I always go about it with like um, a make sure you're audit ready, you know, and um, getting the internal auditors in on it because a lot of times the customs department is like one man team, <laughs> right? Who hasn't been part of a one man team in customs compliance yep. here or trade, right? Um, and so if you have the resources to draw from, from these multi, these multi-disciplines, you're a lot better off than if you're going at it on your own. With the internal auditor part, um, I want to just expand on that a little bit. Like who else knows how to build internal controls? Um, who else knows how to write audit reports on, you know, where your um, gaps are, your findings are, where you could have areas of improvement? Like, I think we've been underutilizing the internal auditors in our companies. Well, to that point, again, you're, you're not a lone wolf. So, I mean, yeah. it's, it's like trying to reach out there is, is fantastic. Now that said, trying to get proficient with some of these also is like putting in the controls comes back to writing policies, uh, policies and procedures and, and things of that nature. And that comes back into some of your training, some of the things that uh, with the staff and, and uh, so what do you look at is, all right, so you establish relationships what next? I mean, I'm kind of so throwing you a softball right. here. <laughs> um, getting training. Um, I'm a lifelong learner, so I believe that it never stops. And regardless of if I've been to a conference or a, a training on a certain topic like Incoterms or HS classification or duty drawbacks or 
um, ACD, ACDC, <laughs> ADDC. Um, yeah, I, I was just going to say, hey, you're going to do the anti-dumping thing. I think <laughs> that's where you're trying to do. <laughs> um, anti-dumping and countervailing duties. Um, regardless yeah. of what topic it is, sanctions, you're always going to learn something new from a repeat topic. So I believe that in your career, if you want to like stay on top of your game, you need to continually push yourself and take courses regularly. And I mean like on a, on a system, like um, every quarter I need to get one certificate. Um, every month I need to go to one webinar that type of thing. Excellent. Like if you would, um, I have a question. If you were to mm-hmm. um, have like a mini, like a mini, not an MBA, but like a mini trade compliance course, um, what would those like six courses or four courses look to you? Like what would the titles be? Like let's build something. Well, well, I mean, I can tell you, like it with Global Training Center, what we do right now, I mean, we don't have a package like that. The closest thing that we have, and I'll give you a really good idea, because right now we're actually in the middle of that, is something called uh, Building Blocks for Trade Compliance. Okay. And it's really neat in that it's um, a, it's a cohort. We Everybody starts at the same time and ends at the same time. And it's not a traditional, like a webinar, like you're in and out on the same day. It's more like a college semester where you go over several weeks and you learn several things. You 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 take e-learning, recorded classes. You take um, live courses. We you're forced to not forced to, but you're asked to. I shouldn't have said forced. You're asked to um, participate by by have discussions uh, based on that week's curriculum. Um, you you'll have a weekly exam, etc. You know, but the really neat and there's a life uh, aspect to it as well. But the really neat thing is that to answer your question, this is building everybody. So anybody who is starting from the bottom that that doesn't really know about trade or even for managers, you know, that that don't really need to know everything about trade, but they they manage uh, a team that includes trade compliance. You know, like you said, you need to have connections and, and the manager of tax, for example, that's that usually almost used to always be who trade compliance reported to. I don't know if they, that's still the case or right. not. I would like to um, take a and then, uh, but the, yeah, and then they don't need to really know everything about trade. But so what we do is that we include everything. So what six things, I mean, I we have a hundred things, but anyway, the core stuff, we always say um, building a foundation, like, like tariff classification, right? Um, getting to know um your 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 how how to work with brokers or service providers and then we we always um transition into importing getting to know everything that there is in importing and all the aspects of importing um and then we go into exporting and also again getting to know all the aspects of exporting including things like um uh, controls etc um and also we we call at the very last week we call it um uh, putting it all together or wrapping up the whole thing, you know, it's just full circle, right? What do you need to know? Other things within trade, like how to use ACE, for example, that's a very good important right. thing that you should, everybody should know. Um, how to use 
not how to use, but what 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 are what does inco terms mean? Whether you use them or not, but what do they mean? You know, right. um, letters of credit, a um, bunch of things like that. So those that's how we would package something like that. Um, however, you know, it, it it everybody may have a different uh, way of learning, but but in in a sense, that's almost like what we may end up doing uh, or to to teach the whole aspect of trade compliance. Well, I caught some like two things you said there that are really good building blocks um so we have relationship building um training and then managing your service providers and going out for um rfp or rfi with um Mm -hmm. customs brokers and freight forwarders like those are all really key pieces of the operational part of a trade compliance department and career development if you don't know how to manage um uh service providers and the contract uh it's going to be really hard for you <laughs> getting proficient with that is the key is like where where do you learn that so that's again that's part of that strategic thinking putting things together as you're just talking about um of of uh you know getting your staff up to uh, speed a lot of this stuff like you can't just go learn out there like um let's take for example like 2014 i was in a job that um, asked me to go down to the bureau of industry and security um to participate Mm -hmm. in an industry outreach regarding the russian sanctions because they had just annexed Crimea. And it's like, there's nothing that would have prepared me for that, right? I mean, nobody had handled yes. such a, um, a situation since the Cold War. So, um, and, and at that time, I remember um, listening to my mentor, Ron Oikawa, whom you might remember, um, he said, you know, there's nobody that they could have hired for this job. Like there's, you, you couldn't go out there and say, we're under a voluntary disclosure or a prior disclosure and um, Russian sanctions are um, a, a responsibility of this role. <laughs> so you just kind of had to like put it all together. And I think that that's where a business degree, an international trade degree came in handy is that you had to have a real um, geopolitical kind of mindset to understand how that outside economy and environment impacted your tiny little sphere of control in the trade compliance role of a, you know, a company that did business in the u.s canada and russia so you gotta have an well to your point let let me let me say this you're you're hitting on something it's like you've talking about you know your business degree and in in trade compliance uh, education and in those kinds of things a person going through that what that knowledge does and this is why it's important to continue on, whether you're getting a degree or not, or you're getting a certificate or not, or whatever the case may be. It's not if, it's when you come across some kind of serious issue. And then isn't it funny that, you know, like um, some companies 
um, suggest that their employees shouldn't leave their desk to go to a trade conference because it's just like, <laughs> um, but when, when, a, when a company is hit so, with okay. that, right, it's like you expect the person to be able to report to executive management, but where would they have learned the skills to do that? And I think one of the best ways to do that is to be networking around senior leaders ex and experts in the field at these conferences, because then you can, you have a buddy to call up and say, yeah. Hey, this is what I'm encountering with our company. How do you think I should explain that? What yeah. Have what have you done? So, or so, how so, do you think I should yeah. explain that to the VP of, or the director of, or the CEO, right? Right. And, and you bring up a good point, Benita, now that um, at the time of this recording, we're coming upon what a lot of us like to call conference season, <laughs> right? Um, starting in March with ICPA, April, I think it's NCBFAA, May, I believe is AAEI, and, and I think June, July, I think is another NCBFAA. So there's quite a few conferences coming up here in the next few months. And um uh, so what would you say? I mean, I guess you're an employee and you know it's valuable for that and uh, many maybe management doesn't feel it's important for you, like you said, to leave the desk. I right. mean, to that point, how how would you feel that someone like that can justify well, it? Remember, That's a good yeah, question. And you know wow. what I found on the ICPA um, website is um, a form with your registration. So like even if you think that you're not going to get approved, Go on to the ICPA website, click on Orlando and find the form that says business justification because they now have a business justification sheet <laughs> that you can fill out. And I was just like, wow, that's just next level. And it's not very expensive. Like um, I've been to the NCBFAA ones and they're kind of a bigger deal, like and not as family orientated, like. Well, they all they all address different mm -hmm. things, you know, so so, you know, all their conferences, yeah. even though there's five, six, seven of them out there. Honestly speaking, you can go to every one of them and you'll oh, learn totally. different things in each one you'll of get them. More uh, of an a, a different point of view. Or you'll right, get more right. of a... And and and. Mm -hmm. and yeah, I was going to say, and someone might be thinking, well, why am I going to send my employee to Orlando? They're going to have fun. I mean, well, they're going to have fun because they're geeking out with people like their own peers. But believe me, I've been to ICBA in many, many different cities. Yeah. And it's rare that I see that city. You know what I mean? It's it's mostly we're in that conference and we're learning. You know, it's yeah. not like we're out writing, you know, the Splash right. Mountain. Or, well, I well, guess that doesn't you know, exist anymore. But whatever. You know what why I, mean? I have the hashtag I speak customies is not to differentiate myself but to really connect with everybody out there who speaks the same language, like you guys, right? Like the yeah. trade nerd that it's like, we all have this complex where, you know, when I talk the trade compliance stuff, nobody else understands what I'm talking about. And so you're the deer in the headlight look of we've all, yeah. What do you do? And you, you and they're like, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now it's now all said and done. That's, the one thing is uh, you hit on something, though, is that that business justification, you know, what's the ROI, you know, return on investment, if you will, of me going to a, a conference. Here's something for our listeners. If you take a training, you go to a conference, whatever, 
you really should do a recap of some of the uh, key things so that when you get back, one, you can report back on here's some of the key elements that we learned about. If they want, if people want to lo- know more about that, they'll ask you questions. Don't inundate them with a dissertation. Hit them with a, a recap of what's going on. Secondly, send some gratitude towards your management on who approved your travel and and your your uh, uh, approval for attending right. the conference. Say thank you and and, and you know and and. Uh, explain that you know you feel like it's enhanced you better with uh, knowledge and skills and networking Mm -hmm. that's great because again in the end so often people will will bring up issues and all that how often do you get somebody comes to you and says thank you i appreciate it or whatever and i guarantee your management's the same way so give that some thought as we look at that It doesn't hurt to bring some swag for them either, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Go through the, the vendor. Hey, listen, the other thing about conferences, um, go to every single booth, look to see what they're yeah. doing. You may yes. not need that uh, vendor right. right then, that person right then, but you need to know what's going on in the industry, whether it's software, whether it's hard uh product, whether it's, uh, 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 services, whatever, because, oh, you just listen to it. And then you hear about the, the turnover in the compliance arena actually is pretty high. And a lot of people move within five years. Okay. You go to a different company. Now all of a sudden, you know what? I remember a company that had X service or whatever Mm -hmm. I needed. So that's how I found most of my vendors. Um, I, so I really That's look true. forward to seeing you guys at the ICPA um, in March. You, are you going yeah, in March? I am. Are you of coming? To, uh, wonderful. So I'm going to be at your booth, and I'm gonna... yeah, well, we'll be there. Yeah, the the we'll be recording the podcast too. will be there. We're going to be recording there. I can't so wait. drop by I can't wait and to see uh, what my swag know, is. Say hi and. <laughs> <laughs> We'll give you a little mini microphone oh, or something, but, um, but yeah, I, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but anyway, we'll, uh, we are going to be there. So, you know, just come look for us. And for anyone listening, we will be there. If you're going to attend, come by, say hi. Even you, if you're an attendee, I mean, really just come by and say hi and, and tell us how the experience is so far. Um, yeah. Everybody loves to hear that. And, and that's even part of the justification, Benita. I mean, uh, people, just everyday people that are attending say, I'm learning so much. I mean, the next person that needs to justify can tell their boss, hey, check out what they just said. You know, they're they're actually learning. You know, they 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 they're picking up some some good skills here. So anyway, but I guess with that, I guess if you have any final words so that we can wrap this up, um, I don't know if if you might have anything yeah. final. Adina. Yeah. Do you have any nuggets of knowledge here that you want to say, what would be one of the, you know, top one, two or three things <laughs> you think somebody should be looking at here? And in terms of career development, I would say, <laughs> cool. you know, get your formal education, go to those conferences, meet those people, make connections and stay in contact with them. And three, use your knowledge, keep an open mind and, what you get from one industry might work in your own. So you have everything at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. 
But Nita, I appreciate that. And we uh, really appreciate you being on our show. For those, uh, for our listeners, listen, we're going to have a link to uh, Benita's information and uh, her bio and, and whatnot. And uh, again, if you are listening to, uh, to us now and you're planning or considering going to ICPA in March, Please sign up because it's filling up quickly. It really is. It's, uh, yeah. I, I think they're expecting a much bigger crowd than originally planned. So we're looking at uh, pre-pandemic type volumes of people. It's going to be great. And, uh, again, look uh, forward to uh, seeing uh, everybody there and uh, and, all that, yeah. uh, and all that. Lalo, I appreciate you, man. It's like you, you're you're right on the money here with uh, getting Benita on board with us here. Yeah, well, actually, Benita, I met her at a conference. So, you know, and it's a, one of those things, like you said, you know, Benita, networking and look where we are now. <laughs> less than a year ago, right? I, I know I met you less than a year ago. So um, so that's really nice. I mean, I, I you make connections and, and uh, you end up doing, you know, the business or in this case, uh, uh, a show with us. So. Pleasure to be with you. Well, with that, thank you, folks. And be sure to uh, flag us if you like our uh, our show. Uh, share it. Uh, we thank you so much for your listenership. And uh, with that, you all have a uh, great day. Thank you very much for joining us. Simply Trade is brought to you by the generous contributions of Global Training Center. You can follow the show and GTC on LinkedIn or Twitter and other social networks. Make sure you check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's show with all the important links. Also, make sure that you share this with a friend and subscribe on your favorite streaming platform. We really like hearing from you. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest in the show or would like to sponsor Simply Trade or suggest any topic you would like for us to discuss, please contact us via email at simplytrade at globaltrainingcenter.com or you can DM us on Twitter at simplytradepod. Thank you again for the privilege of your time. Happy trading. Simply Trade is not a law firm or an advisor. The topics and discussions conducted by Simply Trade hosts and guests should not be considered and is not intended to substitute legal advice. You should seek appropriate counsel for your own situations. These conversations and information are directed towards listeners in the United States for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only and should not be substituted for legal advice. No listener or viewer of this podcast should act or refrain from acting on the basis of information on this podcast without first seeking legal advice from counsel. Information on this podcast may not be up to date depending on the time of publishing and the time of viewership. The content of this posting is provided as is. No representations are made that the content is error-free. The views expressed in or through this podcast are those of the individual speakers, not those of their respective employers or Global Training Center as a whole. All liability with respect to actions taken or not taken based on the contents of this podcast are hereby expressly disclaimed.